Welcome to Tackless Radio. Jadena, damn right. Tell them, even if I do bounce it up and down like a trampoline, that does not make me a tramp. I got degrees, a good ass job. I be in the community helping kids. So if I want to bounce my ass, if I want to do a little bit of a twerk, if I want to go out with my girls and get lit and turned up, that does not make me a hoe. That don't make me no tramp. That means that I am letting my hair down and I'm having a good fucking time. Thank you, Jadena. Remind the niggas. Remind the niggas. Tramps go to church and corporate girls like bouncing from dick to dick. So you cannot judge a book by its fucking cover. Welcome back, trampies, to another episode of Tackless Radio. And it is I, Be Bad. So happy to have you all back here on this lovely Tuesday. And the song that you all just heard on your way in here was by Jadena called Trampoline. One of my favorite songs off his album, The Chief, which I think dropped in 2017. So the song is a bit old, but it's still a classic. I mean, he is the classic man. So why wouldn't songs be classics even years later? So... Of course, I love the message, so I wanted to share it with you all. If you've not heard the song, please head to wherever you listen to your music and go ahead and give it a download. It's really, really good. So we won't waste any more time. Let's go ahead and get into Shit I Saw. We're going to go somewhere different, a place that we normally don't go, TikTok, which is becoming one of my favorite social media platforms. Um, there's a lot of days and a lot of weeks that TikTok is better than Instagram. And sometimes it even battles the humor and the education that I normally get from Twitter. So I'm really starting to feel TikTok. I thought I wasn't going to like it because I'm a millennial and I thought it was for the kids. But TikTok is really on point. So anywho, we're going to go over to TikTok. 
there's an account by the name of Corner Store Poppy. He does like a walk around series. And this is the dialogue in one of the videos. He says, ladies, if you find your man laughing at another woman's joke, write it down. Don't be pressed. And then tell him that same joke next week. And if he don't laugh, knock his ass out. I thought this shit was hilarious. It has like 1.5 million views on that video because, of course, a lot of people thought that video and the dialogue in the video was hilarious. But I thought it was hilarious because he makes a very good point. Sometimes, ladies, it's chess, not checkers when it comes to these niggas. A lot of things do not need to be in the moment. A lot of things we don't need to put on notice when we notice it. Sometimes we have to play a different kind of game because these niggas are going to play games regardless. <laughs> these niggas are out here trying to play Call of Duty on our asses. They are the master manipulators, narcissists through the fucking through, sis. These motherfuckers come with instructions in Japanese, okay? Difficult to figure out what the fuck is going on because it's always a goddamn game. And here we are thinking that we need to be easy and simple. No, no, fuck that. Be just as difficult. Be just as sneaky. Be just as manipulative. Fight fire with fire, damn it. I'm sick and tired of being a bigger fucking person. So this is what we going to do, ladies. We going to just basically fight fire with fire and we going to give them back the same shit. Because niggas always want you to give them the benefit of the doubt unless you got hard proof like motherfuckers really believe unless you are able to show them proof of them cheating them cheating is not happening like our women intuition ain't majority of the time right and niggas ain't majority of the time doing some fucked up shit <laughs> like you want me to basically hire a private investigator and bring you photos of you doing me wrong so that you can tell me that you're doing me wrong that sounds like a narcissist first off but I want you motherfuckers to just even the playing field by playing these games back. So sis, if he kiki in another bitch's face, that is not the time to pop off. He gonna swing that situation around and make it look like you the crazy one. Like she said a really funny joke. Why are you getting upset? Ha 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 ha. But we know ladies, when our man is being a little too friendly, we know ladies, when a bitch is trying to get funny and not the kiki type of way, the Oh, when she's not looking, let me see if her boyfriend weak enough to give me his number. Oh, yeah. Those ignorant ass people are all around us. But you got to practice discernment, sis. You know, not everything requires you popping the fuck off. And that situation, if your man is being extra friendly in front of your face and another bitch's face laughing at her jokes, I agree. Write, write the joke down. Maybe it was so hilarious. Hell, maybe I can learn to tell better jokes. Clearly, that's what make my nigga happy. Clearly, that's what make my nigga laugh is a good joke. Maybe I need to be Eddie Murphy in this bitch. Let me go ahead and write that joke down. And I do agree, sis. Tell that same joke. And if he really don't laugh at that joke or he don't say nothing that's similar to like, where have I heard that joke before? Or like, where have I? Like, if he look at you like, Oh, that was supposed to be a joke. 
in between the eyes, sis, is where you knock him the fuck out. Because now he's trying to be funny. Now you just disrespecting the fuck out of me in public and would gaslight me if I was to call you out on it. But niggas need to understand boundaries. And niggas need to understand where we in this relationship will draw boundaries. It's so interesting how men are just so completely oblivious to shit. To think that a woman would just genuinely walk up to you and have a conversation without wanting to do X, Y, and Z, baby, you're not that interesting to talk to. So either she is trying to get something from you or she is trying to get up under my skin. Either one of those, though, don't need to be happening. So when we walk out of this door, we need to be on one accord. And everybody's relationship is different. That's first off. Everybody's relationship is different. That particular scenario may not bother some women. Personally, that scenario wouldn't bother me. If my man was laughing and kikiing at somebody else's face, to say the truth, it wouldn't bother me personally <laughs> because I know that the type of person that I am, me and my partner would have had a conversation about boundaries. And if they are doing that, then one, that is not a boundary of ours. So it's not a problem. Or two, we've discussed it as it, that it is a boundary and that person is clearly crossing a boundary. So there's not much we need to talk about. I just need to leave. I am not one of those women that's going to be make like, I really do feel that if I need to make a scene, I really do feel like if I need to come out of my body, out of my character to address you, then you are bringing up certain things in me or you are, or you are a tension or you are a certain kind of energy that does not work or is not aligned with me and mine. So I'm not even going to force the issue. I am a very big believer that who I am with, you have to choose me every single day. Because being with you and loving you is a choice. Like that feeling shit that we talk about, that goes, that fades away. So when that, when that fades away, I need to make a active decision. I need to make a daily choice that this relationship is where I want to be and with show ass is where I want to be. And I need to reciprocate that energy because if like, I don't want to be with nobody who don't want to be with me. Point blank, period. So if you laughing at some other bitch's face, if you kikiing with some other bitch, if you exchanging numbers with another bitch, you buying another bitch drink in front of me, like, oh, that's my friend. Or, oh, we just cool. Or, oh, she was being nice. Or I'm just being nice. I'm making friends. I'm being friendly. Okay, boo, you can, you can do all of that. Because that's the thing. The only thing that I have control over is me. So you can do all of that. You just won't do all of that with me because the only thing that I can do is leave the situation. I can't change you. I can't make you not do something. You grown. I'm grown. If you want to kiki in other bitches faces and buy them drinks and laugh and ha 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 and make extra fucking friends, you can do that, but not at the expense of me. Because if I have a problem with it, then I can just leave. And I will. The day that I wake up and the day that you wake up and we didn't choose each other, Oh, I'm leaving. The fuck I got to stay around for? Because clearly you think this shit is a game. Going back to the original TikTok, you laughing in this woman's face is clearly a problem for me. And maybe she did express 
what her boundaries were or what she was and wasn't comfortable with her partner before he got to Kiki and some other bitch's face. And maybe she did it. I would definitely say that that's a very slick ass, funny, petty way to check if your man really thought the joke was funny or if he was just in some other woman's face for the hell of it. But once you get your answer after that week long check, sis, then you need to follow that up with a real conversation about one, why you felt the way you felt about the situation, what your new boundaries are in the relationship or Y'all have had that conversation previously and that nigga said, fuck it. So now you got to say, fuck him. And you just got to, you got to dip. You just got to leave. So I thought that was really funny. Sometimes ladies, it don't need to be the the woo woo and the wah wah. And it don't need to be all that loud extra shit and going through a nigga phone. Like if you feel like you got to go through his phone, then just leave. Then just leave. Because at that point, you've already established feelings from some other scenario some previous situation some other feeling has happened or something else has happened before you got to the point where you felt like you need to go through that nigga phone it could have been numerous things you don't trust him he doesn't trust you you all have violated each other's boundaries over and over time after time does it make you feel secure you're not a secure person yourself There could be a multitude of things that went into it. But sis, wanting to go through his phone, in my opinion, is not the beginning of like fucked up shit. In my opinion, that should be the end of the fucked up shit. Like if I feel like I got to check you, I feel like I got to come behind you. I feel like I got to make sure that you're being a faithful partner. I got to make sure that you're not disrespecting me. I have to make sure that you are honoring my boundaries. If I got to check after you with all of that, that means that I am not secure in this relationship. And I just got to fucking leave because I'm telling you, sis, you go through that phone, you will definitely find something that is not going to make you happy. And then you have to ask yourself, now you have that information, what you going to do with it? Y'all like, some of y'all like to go through your man phone and you go in there, you see some shit, you know, you was going to see but you don't like what you see, but you don't do nothing about it. You don't tell him you saw it. You sit on it. You ruminate. And maybe sometimes you have to sit on it, ruminate, get your next plan together. Some of y'all are violent and pop off in the moment. Please don't do that. Because that's what this entire shit I saw is about. Not popping off in the moment. Not having to check up after a nigga. Not have to explain yourself over and over and over. When you see a motherfucker doing something that they know they got no business doing, you and them know they ain't got no business doing it. So just leave because it's not going to get any better. If if they cannot follow directions now, they're not going to be any better at it later down the road without a fucking fight. And I'm not trying to make no grown person do anything. Either you want this or you don't. Either you want to be with me or you don't. And that's fine. I probably am not the person for you. That's great. But there is someone out there for me. And boo, if it ain't you, that's amazing. We know that information now. I can move the fuck on to actually find my happiness, to find who I'm supposed to be with, to find my actual partner, my person. You standing in the fucking way. Move. But ladies, chess, not checkers. These niggas are going to be playing games. You got to one-up them. These niggas love playing games. You just got to one-up them. 
You just have to be a little bit more strategic in your exit strategy and having a conversation with a motherfucker. Because when a motherfucker hits you with, huh, they trying to buy time for an answer. So sometimes when you need an answer before you enact that exit strategy, you got to come into that conversation a little bit more prepared. You got to take the rug from up under that nigga feet so that he does not have an opportunity to lie, try and dick you down to stay or try and gaslight you and spit it on you so that it's now your fault. Have your exit strategy because sis, if you got to do all of this, don't even stay. Leave. If you feel some type of way about him, about him being in some other bitch's face and he know that and you know that and he continues to do it, just fucking leave. But I do think it's really funny because that is a petty way for that to be the straw that broke the camel's back. Have your exit strategy ready to go and hit him with the joke. And if he don't laugh or not, or he don't say nothing like, mm, that joke sounds familiar. Where have I heard that before? Time to go, girl. Hit the dough with all your shit in the car deuces welcome back and it is now time for the random reality of the week and for those of you who are new random realities is just a segment of the show that allows for me to teach you something of course I'm a teacher at heart so who would I be if you listen to this entire program and didn't learn anything So I use this opportunity to highlight Black-owned businesses or businesses operated by women. I use this opportunity to teach you all something about my spiritual journey. I use this opportunity to teach you all something about homeopathic remedies because I like to call myself a kitchen witch, which just means that instead of me popping pills or always seeing the doctor, I try to figure out how to cure my ailments using things at home. So I take this portion of the show to just give back knowledge in some way. So today we're going to go down the path of astrology. Another thing that I'm super into these days So today we're going to talk about why you don't act like your sun sign or essentially why you don't act like your zodiac sign. And we all kind of know our sun sign, i.e. our zodiac sign, our main zodiac sign, which is basically your birthday, wherever you were born in the calendar year, that particular astrological sign is considered your sun sign. So I was born November 25th. So my sun sign is Sagittarius. But you have 12 other signs and every single one of your signs are indicative of the planets in our solar system. So you have a moon sign, you have a Mercury sign, a Venus sign, so on and so forth. But your sun sign, the sun of our universe, is essentially the day that you were born. So a lot of times, you know, when you're having a conversation with someone or zodiac signs come up, someone's like, oh, when's your birthday? And you're like, oh, April 1st. And they're like, oh, you're a Aries. And you're like, well, I don't act like an Aries. Or someone will say, oh, you're an Aries. So you must like da 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 da. You must and you must do this, that and the other. And a lot of individuals are like, well, I don't feel like I act like an Aries. I feel like I don't act like a Taurus. That's why zodiac stuff isn't real. Because how can you just classify an individual by 
when they were born, by their birthday. And you were right. You cannot generalize someone by their sun sign. And you definitely just can't say that someone is going to act like a Aries or Taurus or Gemini because of their birthday and where in the calendar year they were born. Because if you really want to figure out how someone shows up in the world, if you really want to figure out how your personality interacts with other people, if you really want to figure out how that person wears their mask as they go out into society, you have to figure out their rising sign. Your rising sign is probably going to be different from your sun sign and all of your signs could be different. So I will use me as an example because I think I'm very interesting in this regard that my sun sign and my rising sign are the same. So my sun sign is Sagittarius because I was born on November 25th. But when I looked at my birth chart, my rising sign is also Sagittarius. So that means that I am pretty much a true Sagittarius. My birthday is in the Sagittarius season and the way that I act is very much so like a Sagittarius because your rising sign is your personality. It is your sense of self. It is who you are to the public. And that's what your rising sign means. That's who you are to the public. Your sun sign just generally means that's how you are when you're most comfortable, most natural, when you're at home, chilling by yourself. That's just who you are at your core. But your rising sign is how you show up in the world. So if I meet you and I'm like, oh, your birthday's April 1st, you're Aries. And I start running off a whole bunch of Aries stuff, how Aries are the youngest of the Zodiac. So therefore these type of people are very vivacious. They have a lot of personality. They can sometimes have anger issues. They can be very quick to anger, but they are very loyal. They're very direct, they're straight to the point. They are very jovial. They have a childlike personality. They're very fun. They're spontaneous. Like I could say all of that about an Aries, which is true, but you could sit there and be like, oh, I don't identify with any of that. And that's true because I'm just going off your sun sign. If I wanted to figure out who you are in the world or how you show up in the world, then I would need to figure out your rising sign. And let's say your birthday is April 1st and your sun sign is Aries, but your rising sign could be Taurus, which means that even though you are an Aries, how you show up in the world is going to have Taurus characteristics. And a Taurus is the bull. So therefore you are going to be stubborn, but stable. You're going to want consistency. You are a homebody. You are a lover of nature, a lover of beauty. You are very particular about assets and making sure that financial means are equipped and available. And that may be when you say, oh yeah, I definitely feel like I relate more to a Taurus. And that's probably because your rising is Taurus. And I'm saying all of this as an example. I'm hoping that some of this makes sense to you all figure out your birth chart go to astrocafe.com or just type in astrological birth chart astrology birth birth chart type that into google a whole bunch of websites will pop up and you want to put in your birthday your name 
your time that you were born and the location of where you were born. And it'll pull up your entire chart. And what you want to look for is your rising sign, because that is going to be your personality in the world. So I say all of this because I don't want people to feel like astrology is bullshit, but you know, you can't change how people feel. So some of you all still may listen to everything I just said and be like, astrology is bullshit, which is fine. But I just wanted to give you all uh, some additional understanding to astrology because so many times people are like, I don't identify with astrology because I'm a Leo, but I don't act like a Leo. And that's true. You have complexities to you. We as humans are very complex. You're not going to meet one Sagittarius who's going to act like another Sagittarius because we all are unique in our own way. We can have the same birthday and we're going to act completely different because our moon, Mercury, Venus, all of the planets that make up our birth chart could be different. Even if we have the same birthday and we're born in the same location. So that's why you shouldn't generalize people by their birthday. You shouldn't generalize people by their sun signs because there's way more to an individual that we are not seeing unless we have that birth chart. And then I can go a little deeper. I can then go into things that you enjoy, your past, things that make you feel whole, things that you're scared of, because we're all different. So the next time someone's like, ooh, I don't like Gemini's, just tell them to shut the fuck up because they don't know what they're talking about. She probably doesn't like Gemini rising people. Or she doesn't like people whose Mercury's are in Gemini. She got to be a little bit more specific. Like if she can't say, oh, I don't like Gemini rising people. And you're just saying everyone born at the end of May to the end of June are just shitty people. Then you really don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So I think it's always good for us to not generalize our zodiac signs. And if it's available to look at someone's birth chart and figure them out a little bit more. So if you're interested in figuring out more, continue listening to Random Realities wherever so often I will drop some astrology tidbits if you're interested in learning as I'm learning and all the things I'm learning, of course, I want to share with you all. So that is this week's Random Reality. Hello, 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 and welcome back to your tactless topic of the week. And if you are new here, the tactless topic of the week is typically something I came across that got on my nerves or message that I wanted to share out, uh, a situation that I've gone through that I wanted to give perspective on, a situation someone else went through that I want to share my perspective on. It could be a medley of things. And I want to share it because it sits on my heart heavy and I want to get it off. But this week I'm talking to the ladies and I know a lot of you all think that I have a podcast where all I do is sit around and bash men, but I just want people to hold themselves accountable for their shit, you know, and men have a lot of things they need to hold themselves accountable for that they don't want to hold themselves accountable for. And that just be the problem. You know, I'd be wanting everyone to hold themselves accountable. And then some folks be like, nah, bruh, 
But this week, ladies, I'm talking to you. And the topic is accountability. Because we, there's some things we have to hold ourselves accountable for. And a lot of times we don't because we understand that not many opportunities are given to us where we can lead or delegate or shine or have a voice or an opinion. So we're scared of admitting fault and and being wrong because where we have to be perfect, other people around us with dicks between their legs get to be mediocre or turn up just fine in the same position as us where we have to be stellar. So, but there are things that we could be better about. And one of the things that we can be better about, one of the things that we need to take accountability on, one of the things that I want us to start having a conversation about is holding ourselves accountable about the type of men we select. And here's the thing, I will be the first one to let you know that is not a lot of amazing candidates to pick from. I get that. That's first off, because I know y'all going to be yelling at me from the back like, uh, bullshit be, these niggas ain't shit. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I agree with you. But you don't got to pick the ain't shit nigga is also, is also what I'm saying, sis. So let's let's really get into it. So I do believe that we are doing little girls a disservice by allowing them to live in a fairy fucking tale, a fantasy of a wedding and a fantasy of a marriage and a fantasy of like being a mom and the whole homemaker bullshit. I really do believe that we are doing a disservice to little girls by not actually talking to them realistically about their positioning in the world when they, for when they get older. And this is what I mean by that. Disney is such a conglomerate of a company that it is a part of our childhood and all of those princess movies of course it's like a semi badass woman doing the damn thing but you know she got a man and it's romance and romance and him doing things for her her doing things for him or the fucking trauma bond that they have between each other because it's always something crazy going on just thinking of like Mulan it shows you at the end that you know you go through adversity you put up with some bullshit you go through verbal abuse I'm thinking of bail you go through emotional abuse I'm thinking of like Ariel (laughs) you literally gotta save a nigga I'm thinking of Mulan (laughs) And you come out on the other side victorious with a partner who loves you and is now going to be devoted to you. And things are just going to be grand and and peachy keen moving forward from there. And that is not the fucking truth. (laughs) Relationships are very difficult. And I don't think we do a really good job explaining to children. But we definitely don't say this to little girls because if we did, those little girls would turn into women who would say to themselves like, I really need to be married like 
do I have to do that? Which is what y'all are scared of because marriage rates and birth rates are on the decline. So you all are upset at the fact that women have choice right now. The gall of us instilling choice into little girls. But we just have a very warped understanding of what a relationship is. And I don't think that we're prepared for everything that it entails. A lot of us just did not have dads or older men around us to put us on game. Mind you, I have a father in my life, but his conversations with me when it came to boys and came to men was basically do not have sex or I will kill you. Don't get pregnant or I will kill you. And no, you can't have a boyfriend. So when it came time for me to date, whether my parents knew about it or not, I just was very unaware of shit. I was very inexperienced. I was believing everything a motherfucker had to say. I was getting my heart broke left and right. My dad didn't put me on game about like what little boys will say and do because little boys are being put up on game since they're like five, which is really fucked up. It's like we're, we see that little boys are being put up on game, like their uncles cracking jokes kind of sort of but not really about like what that little boy needs to say to like get the girls or like ooh give her a little treat or do something like this or how many little girlfriends you got like those are the conversations little boys are hearing we're not preparing little girls that there's going to be a part of your dating experience where you have to use discernment and ask a series of questions to really f- to figure out this person's intentions because they will lie (laughs) because little boys are taught that go ahead. Like that lying to get pussy is totally fine because it's the name of the game. Lying is totally fine to get pussy because that's the name of the game. How much pussy you can acquire. That's all that fucking matters. And that's where it gets very violent and all of that. But that's a conversation for another time. We're not telling little girls to be, particular and protective we're not telling little girls to have very high standards because when they get out here into the world the mediocre standards that they have men are going to tell them that those standards are high if you don't standardize relationships for little girls healthy ones standardize healthy relationships for little girls if you are not telling them what that looks like showing them what that looks like, then it's very difficult when they become adults to select a partner that will mirror that environment. Because get this, people, we all pick partners that are very similar to our guardians, to our parents, because that is what is familiar to us. And we, whether we want to or not, whether it's destructive or not, like things that are familiar because we rather the devil we know. So even if it is traumatizing and traumatic and some absolute bullshit, you will pick a person that's very similar to your dad that was emotionally unavailable. You will pick a partner that is going to be weak, like your mom. Like you're going to pick somebody, whether they're good or bad or indifferent, with similar characteristics to the caretakers and the parents that you had. And you have to say to yourself, like, 
I got to be accountable for that, that I have to get myself into some therapy so that I am not picking shitty partners because what I saw growing up were shitty partners and I'm comfortable with shitty partners. I know what it looks like. I have my mom or my dad or my grandmother or my auntie or whoever took care of me as an example to show me how to put up with shitty partners because that's what they did. So that's what you're accustomed to. So sis, when he's spitting that stupid ass, whack ass game, you fall for it every time because that's what you're familiar with. And I'm here to tell you that the conversations that we need to start having is breaking that cycle because it gets to a point where you have to say, every man out here ain't shit. I'm just picking some really shitty people because that is all that I know. That is all my spirit knows. That is what I am accustomed to. I am accustomed to bullshit. I am accustomed to drama. I am accustomed to trauma. And that's not healthy, sis. So we first got to work on, you first got to just stop with the bullshit with everybody out in the streets and what you just got to sit at home for a while, get a therapist and work on you first and really sit with that. It's going to hurt. It's going to be a lot of tears, but you got to say to yourself that I have to love me first and then know that I love me so much that I would never, ever allow some disrespect and some bullshit like that. So when you come across a man who's only going to offer you dick, who's going to sell you a dream, who's going to lie to you, your spirit could be like, mm-mm, no, sis, mm-mm. We don't care how cute he is. We don't care how big the dick is. We don't care how much money he has, what he's willing to do to trick on us. We're better off without it because it doesn't serve us in the long run. Because he a fun time now. But that motherfucker is literally going to drive me to the grave if I stay with him and I, and I see it now and y'all got to call it out, call it out, sis. Sometimes y'all just really want a fun time. Y'all want a fun nigga. You want a fun nigga. Let that nigga know you want a fun time. Get in, get out, be done. Don't be holding on to no bullshit because a lot of these motherfuckers out here just rather be fun niggas. They don't, they're not trying to settle down. They don't want relationships. They don't want anything of substance. They want their mama to be their support system for their entire life. They want absolutely no type of family structure. They don't want no one checking on them or sending them Christmas presents for the holidays. They want to be that lonely nigga at the bar with a turkey sandwich on Thanksgiving. That's just the life they want, sis. And that's totally fine because the beautiful thing about being a human is that you get choice. And a lot of men don't want the whole quote unquote settle down family marriage relationship thing. And that's cool. But if that's what you want, don't be putting yourself in situations with a nigga that don't want that. You're going to set yourself up for failure every time. You got to ask the very direct questions head on. And you have to listen, actually listen to what that nigga say. If he says, I'm not looking for a relationship right now, do not try and pursue a relationship with him. You cannot change him. You cannot sway his opinion to something different. You cannot convince him what he's missing out and that you are the one. 
because he was very explicit in the fact that he said he did not want a relationship. So he's coming to you only offering dick on a platter with a little bit of rust on it. So you got to take that nigga for face value. At this point, says you got to take that nigga for dick value. He got low dick value. He, he got $20 worth of dick. If you at Six Flags or an amusement park, $20 worth of tokens, you got a couple games in. You can only do a couple games. Maybe like one round with the basketball. That's about it. Low dick value. Quick fun. Not really going to have a lot of substance. You're not going to even get enough tickets. Because you can't buy a lot of coins with $20 worth of dick. You can't buy a lot of coins at the arcade. So you can't play a lot of a lot of games. So when you get those tickets, sis, you're not really buying shit but candy and the Chinese finger trap. Low dick value. So when he tell you, I'm not looking for a relationship, that's what that nigga really mean. And you know you raw. You know you bad. You know you awesome. Chalk it up to that nigga blind and he don't see what's in front of him and move on there. Move on right then and there. Or make a conscious decision to know that you only going to be able to afford the Chinese finger trap and go to the arcade with $20 worth of dick value, have a little fun, and send a nigga on his merry little way. And that be the end of it. But we have to hold ourselves accountable to not be so delusional at times. Or, my favorite, not to see the potential in a nigga. Because women are really good at being able to sniff out potential. But here's the thing about potential ladies. That nigga might not want to be what you see in him. You may see the next Barack Obama. But that nigga got to want to be Barack Obama. He got to want to be an entrepreneur. He got to want to be a millionaire. You, It doesn't matter how much you invest in him, your body, your time, your money, it doesn't matter how much you invest in a nigga because you can see his potential. You see he got ambitions. You see he kind of figuring it out. But you got to take that nigga for what he has today because that's the best he can do. The best that nigga is is what he has right now and bank on what he got right now. So what you can see that if he cleaned himself up a little bit on this side or finished getting his degree over there or just started a little company over here, like y'all would be the next Bonnie and Clyde, the next Barack and Michelle, the next Beyonce and Jay-Z. Like I know because we because women, we see the good in people. We really do. We really try to see the good in people. But they got to want to see it in themselves. So don't be out here trying to push a nigga towards greatness because some of them, that's not where they want to go. And that's fine. That's fine. But if that's what you, that's the type of time you on, sis, and he's not on the same time as you, don't waste your time. Go somewhere else. Move the fuck on. Stop getting with men because you see their potential. The best that that nigga will be is the best that he is today. Because he could lose it all tomorrow. Or he could win the lottery tomorrow. You don't know. So only take what he has today at face value and work and work from there. Don't set yourself up trying to be like, oh, let me help him. No, girl, don't put no bills in your name on the behalf of that nigga. Let him figure it the fuck out. But if you look up and that's not the type of partner you want, you got to move on. Don't sell yourself. No fucking dream. Stop being delusional. (laughs) I'm telling you. 
it's just those type of things, ladies, that I want us to be accountable for. Because a lot of times we'd be like, oh, these niggas ain't shit. And he lied and da 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 da. And you're not wrong. But a lot of times they tell you exactly what they up to. You just got to be able to listen. You got to be able to hear it. You got to be able to feel it. Because ladies, our intuition is strong. So if something feels off, it is off. So if you feel like you're dating this guy and things are really good, but you feel like he might have a little something on the side or he's super inconsistent or he keep changing around the times and days he wants to meet you or he go goes for weeks at a time and then pop back up like what you doing and you want something more stable and those are the type of actions that you're receiving please stop holding on to hope with that motherfucker and move on to somebody else that will give a damn. But a lot of times men with their horrible communication skills won't tell you, Hey, I'm not really that interested. So I'm not going to waste your time anymore. We should no longer talk because they're selfish and self-interested more self-interested selfish is like the tactless word that I would use the more appropriate politically correct word would be self-interested men are greatly self-interested where women were taught at a very young age to give a fuck about everybody else and not ourselves so men typically will keep you as a back burner have a main over here somebody he know he can run off to just like for a quick dip off of every other option fucking falls through the cracks like that's what they like to do and you have to say to yourself sis if you okay being a part of the roster and Apparently, if he going goes for weeks at a time and then pop it back up, you're not even starting. You're not the starting five. <laughs> you're like the 11th man or something on your team. And you got to ask yourself if you're okay with that. Because if you're okay with that, then y'all are two peas in a pod. A fuck nigga and a fuck bitch doing fuck nigga shit. That's perfect. That's totally fine. And that message is not for you. Like, if you out here going against the city boys as a city girl and y'all going back and forth on your points, that's totally fine. But I'm speaking to the women who are just in need of a reality check that he might not be that into you. His actions are showing you that he might not be that into you. And a lot of these niggas will play manipulative games, but at the end of the day, you deserve better. Know you deserve better and hold yourself accountable for choosing better. That's what I want y'all to walk away with. Because if you take him back, sis, after he do some fucked up shit, oh, he know you the one. And the reason why he know you the one is because he knows that it doesn't matter what he does. He can just chink at that armor. He can get it down. He can just get all the way down to the white meat that you are so raw and so numb that he can basically do whatever the fuck he wants to do and you won't leave. You're not going anywhere. You loyal. You will ride or die. You a wife. I'm a stick beside him. And even if you were to lose that man, he would have the utmost respect for you that if when he cheated the first time, you packed your shit and left and never spoke to him again. He wouldn't understand it in the moment. He would think you're crazy. He would think that you never loved him and use a whole bunch of like reverse psychology, 
in his language to make you feel bad. But you have to say to yourself, I have a standard. I respect myself. I respected the relationship. He did not. Men understand that every action has a reaction. That there are consequences. Because in their world, between men and men, that's exactly what happens. Things have consequences. When you are out of line, there are consequences. But when it's men to men, they respect those boundaries. And, and they respect those rules. But when it comes to women, they think they can just walk all over our boundaries and walk all over our rules and it's gotten to a point, sis, is because a lot of us have, have let them. Every single time you hear a wife that says, you know, marriage is up and downs, that's literally code for cheating. Infidelity is, is not ups and downs in a relationship. It's disrespect. And you got me fucked up. That's what that is. But so many of them can get you fucked up when you stay after stupid shit like that. You got to really be about it, sis. Because when it comes to men-on-men combat and they in their own little world, they be about it. Let a man say some disrespectful shit and another and he get hit in his mouth. 50% of the men who just heard that scenario would be like, well, he shouldn't have been talking shit. Fuck the fact that he hit first. Because, of course, everybody is like, well, violence is bad and you shouldn't hit first and da-da-da-da. Every man that just heard that scenario, 50% of them would be like, he shouldn't have been talking shit because they understand every action can have a reaction and that you need to be particular about what you say and what you do because you can, you can get caught slipping. They know that. That's how they protect themselves from each other. So why can't we also hold that same boundary? Fuck our boundaries, huh? We have to be stronger about our boundaries. We just have to be stronger about our boundaries. We have to be ready to go at any notice. And sometimes men will wait until you are deep in it. Three kids, 10 years of marriage, $25,000 worth of debt, house bought, grandmama passed away. They will wait until you are deep in it and then do some fucked up shit. Because at that point, the first thing you say to yourself is, well, we have to work through it. I can't leave. I can't leave. All this time, our children, da, da, da. I can't leave. But I am here to tell you, sis, that yes, the fuck you can. And do it swiftly. Because at that point, a motherfucker know not to try you. It don't matter if it's 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. You do some disrespectful shit, I'm leaving. I will pack the kids up. I pack this house up. I will leave the fucking car and I will be two states over. Play with me if you want to. But that's the only type of thing that men hear. That's the only type of action that they respect. You got to be about it. You're going to talk all that. If you're going to talk that talk, sis, you're going to go through his phone and see all the disrespect. You got to be about your action. You cannot be light on this. That is the only thing that they're going to respect is the fact that you set a boundary and when that boundary was crossed, you enacted the consequence and you stood your ground. Because if five years and 10 years or whatever, if you all's lives down the road cross paths again, and maybe you all want to try out the relationship again, oh, he know not to fuck with you at that point. And 
there's going to be a lot of men who don't see the lesson. There's a flip side to it. There are going to be a lot of men who don't see the lesson in you holding your boundaries, having your standards and not lowering them. They're not going to be men who see the benefit and all of us having standards and upholding those and keeping to our boundaries. You might have to let him go because he did some disrespectful, fucked up shit the first time. And he might not learn it from you, but holding boundaries are about yourself. Ultimately, is for you. People who disrespect you don't need to be around you. And it's going to hurt to let people go because that circle gets smaller and smaller. But I'd rather have a circle of quality than some bullshit in my circle. And that goes with partners. I'd rather be alone or have smaller relationships with quality people. And we just know that ultimately maybe we didn't work out to what we wanted at the finish line. And we were amicable and how we separated because we were adults and communicated what we wanted, found out that we wanted different things and just went our separate ways. I'd rather have those type of relationships for the rest of my life and be alone and sit in my bitch cave and be happy than to be married with kids with some bullshit ass husband that cheat on me day in and day out. And I just have to go to Applebee's with Margarita, get margaritas with my sis talking about, yeah, girl, you know, marriage just got its ups and downs. I'd rather not. So ladies, hold yourself accountable for smelling out bullshit. And I get it. These niggas going to lie. They're going to put on a good game. They're going to tell you all the things you want to hear so they can get some pussy. But at the same time, your spirit is telling you something. You got to ask the right questions. You got to be direct up front. And don't let these niggas sway you, sis. Don't let them use that bullshit ass reverse psychology. Like, why you ask these type of questions? What, what, as a woman, what do you bring to the table? Are you going to pay 50, 50 on a date? Even if they come to you like that, don't even, don't even entertain it. Because somebody who is supposed to be for you, their approach is going to be right. Conversation is going to be right. They're going to check a lot of boxes. And you can be like, oh, okay, this is the person that was meant for me. Thank you, universe. But you got to be comfortable with letting bullshit go. And that includes people. Don't stick around and let your loyalty and your love blind you from consistent disrespect that you're receiving. Because you know you deserve better. Hell, he know you deserve better. That's why he tries to control the fact that he don't want you to do this or do that or be seen nowhere else. Because the moment you whiff out and sniff out the fact that you deserve better, you're going to drop his ass. But one of the stupid reasons he's with you is because he know he can do whatever he want. And you got to want better for you, sis. Get into some therapy. Figure out why you pick trash ass partners. Understand that you deserve better and start selecting and doing better because that's how you will have a better life. If your goal is to have a partner that checks all those boxes off, then you, you at least got to have some of those boxes checked off for yourself because happiness is from within. It doesn't matter if you find a partner that checks all those boxes. You won't be happy if you're not happy with you. So start there. If people are playing with your time, cut them off. If people are inconsistent, cut them off. 
if they are not reassuring you, cut them off. If they give you the, mm, I don't know if he really feeling me vibe, cut them off. Be direct. And then miraculously, like out of nowhere, the person you're meant to be will show up. You got to want better for you first. So sis, do better, be better, get better, and drop them trash ass niggas. You deserve better. Okay? No more bullshit for 2021.